Hi, my name is Stevie Wright, and you're listening to the Of Course You Can podcast. I'm a life coach, breathwork facilitator, and somatic healer, and this podcast is about possibility, permission, and the willingness to soak up all that the universe has to offer us. Of Course You Can has been my prayer throughout the years that has opened me to a deeper state of havingness, and my wish is that it does the same for you. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Of Course You Can podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for spending this time with me. I'm going to dive into some questions in just a moment, but before I do that, I want to share with you a conversation I had in my VIP experience, which is the VIP version of the Breath Channel. And if you don't know, the Breath Channel is my breathwork and somatic membership. And the VIP version of it comes with two live breathwork workshops with me every single month. And it's $47. So in case you want to have some live holding, some live breathwork in community, that's the place to do that. But I had this conversation with some of the ladies in that offering. And I felt inspired to share it because it felt really powerful and it was really moving for them. And it's been really moving for me. And that is a commitment that I'm making to myself in 2024 is what I'm calling masculine in the name of well-being. And what I mean by that is masculine, using my, using structure, using frame, using routine, using ritual, having a time and a place for things, using that masculine structure in the name of my feminine, in the name of my well-being in the name of feeling good, getting in my body, feeling my feelings, getting what I'm calling juiced up. (laughs) This is the year of juice. (laughs) And, you know, I think that there's so much talk on the online space about masculine and feminine energies and polarity and get into your feminine, get into your feminine, get into your feminine. And I think that the way that that we can actually make that easier is to create masculine frame around that. And this is what balance between the poles really is, is using the masculine, our own inner masculine to create a frame, a container that we can, that our feminine can open up and land in. So what that looks like for me is I'm getting very, very strict isn't the word, but intentional, committed, dedicated. I'm getting very dedicated with my routines. So I have routines several times a week where I am dropping into, and and they're, they're dedicated time. So I'm dropping into a breathwork practice. I'm dropping into Kundalini. I'm doing an embodiment flow. I'm meditating. And this is all, so I'm using the structure, the frame in the name of getting juiced up. My mentor, Stacy, she was telling me the other day, you know, January it's Capricorn, right? It's, but it's, it's, it's the new year. It's about action and forward motion and, you know, not for everyone, but for a lot of us, that's what this, this month means. And it's about, you know, moving forward and taking action on the things that we want to uh, create that if we're doing that stuff from dry masculine, meaning I'm just going to 
push and force and hustle and like do the damn thing, but it's not full of life force and it's not full of inspiration and it's not full of like fuel to the fire. It's going to feel really dry and it's going to feel hard. And so we don't want to come at you know, the, the, our goals, these things from only dry masculine, just from like doing, 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 which is a cycle that I was stuck in for many years. And I know some of, uh, some of my clients and a lot of just, I even know, I know you guys listening might be stuck in that masculine for just masculine sake, doing, doing, doing hustle, grind one. It's not going to work as well as being balanced in both the poles would be, and it's not going to feel good. However, my commitment is I'm using my masculine structure, meaning I'm dedicating time and space to get into flow, to get into my feelings, to get into my body, to do breath work, to do Kundalini, to activate my life force so that it fills my goals. It fills and is the propeller, the fuel that, that, propels my my dreams and desires forward. So I'm taking action from, oh my God, I'm yum, 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 yum. I'm full of life force. I'm full of energy and I'm taking inspired action that feels good. And then it's not just force, push, hustle, but it's, it's uh, action from a place of being filled. And so one of my words this year is juice. And that means to me, juicy, full of life force. So exactly what I'm saying, filled up, nourished, resourced so that when I'm, and you guys, I have so many things I want to do this year. My God, if you could see, (laughs) if you could see my new year's resolutions and my intentions list, I've got a lot to do. I've got a lot to do. I've got a lot of impact to make, and that is not going to happen from the place of, do it, do it, do it, go, 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 hustle, grind. It's going to happen from I'm full of life force. I'm full of nourishment. I'm resourced, resourced. I'm grounded. I'm inspired. I'm energized and I'm taking action from that place. So I just wanted to share that with you because it's been really powerful for me. You know, we've only been in 2024 for a couple weeks and I feel a difference in my body. I feel a difference in the way that I'm meeting my tasks, in the way that I'm meeting my my offerings and the things that I'm building. So I hope that's helpful to some of you and maybe that's something that you want to incorporate in your own way into your life. All right, let's go ahead and get started with some of these questions. Our first question is from B. She wants to remain anonymous. B says, is it possible to do somatic healing slash somatic work on your own, or is it more transformative when you have a guide slash facilitator? Great question. This is a, a, a layered answer. So short answer, yes, you can do somatic work on your own. However, what I will say is being held in someone's witness is what is gonna, going to develop your witness. Now, when I say witness, what I mean is the part of us that can notice, the part of us that can have awareness, the part of us that is unconditional welcoming. When I drop into a somatic dissolve with someone, I'm saying, okay, drop in. What do you notice happening in your body? And from their witness, they're going, oh, okay, I feel... I'm noticing some contraction in my stomach. I'm noticing some flutters in my 
throat. I'm noticing this, this, that. That's their witness. And the witness is absolutely necessary in somatic work because we're turning our attention inward. We're turning our attention toward our body, to the realm of sensation and feeling and emotion. And when we do that and we begin to welcome that's what allows stagnant energy, stuck emotion, trauma to clear. That's what allows it to dissolve. So what I'll say is, yes, you can do it on your own if you have a strong witness. Now, when I was first doing somatic work, I was doing it with uh, somebody. I was in, I was being held by my mentor's loving witness. So she had her loving witness and she'd say things like, oh, wow, I'm noticing that your body is doing this or wow, that must feel like this. Or I can imagine that felt this way. She had her loving, unconditional welcoming on me. And that is taught by having someone's loving witness on you, by being held in someone's loving gaze, you start to develop your own witness. I could not have done somatic work on my own. One, because I didn't know how, right? I didn't know how to begin to welcome my feelings, but I also didn't have a strong enough witness that would allow me to unconditionally welcome what was coming up. So now that I've been doing this for years, I can do somatic work on my own. I, I can go into a dissolve where I hold myself and my witness is welcoming the the energies that need to come up and clear. But I, I couldn't have done that if I didn't have all these years of developing my witness. So yes, you can do it on your own when you have that developed. And what I'd say is honestly, somatic work is profound. And if you're doing it with someone who really knows what they're doing, it is, it's magical when you're being held in that it's uh, when, when by someone who is welcoming you unconditionally, who accepts you fully where you are, who knows how to follow your body's rhythms, who's trauma informed that, you know, it can really, really do some very, very profound and deep healing. This is, by the way, B, this is what we do in the Held Mastermind. The last day to join is the 22nd. So if you are wanting some somatic holding in this way, Held is the four-month mastermind that is all around somatic healing. I highly recommend it. So thank you for that question. All right, this next question is from Taryn. Taryn says, how have you improved your confidence showing up as a teacher slash guide? In the entrepreneurial space, I'm less confident being seen when it comes to stepping into my leadership archetypes. That's a great question. Well, I think for me specifically, I'll, I'll say that it's been a lot, a lot of practice. Nobody goes into teaching something or guiding someone in something or being a leader in some way confident to their core. <laughs> if you know them reach out to me. I want to know them. <laughs> that's, that's not really a thing. It, our, our leadership, uh, our confidence in guiding someone else or teaching something comes from one practice, but two being the embodiment of what we're teaching. And so I don't mean perfection. I don't mean that you have to always show up perfectly in the embodiment of what you're teaching or, or doing or leading in but you do need to have a strong grasp on 
what you're talking about, on what you're guiding someone in. So first things first, it's being in integrity with what you're teaching. It's being in integrity with what you're guiding in, that you are leading yourself first, that you are showing up in your life in a way that is in congruence with what you're offering. And that will give you some amount of confidence just right there. And then it comes down to practice. I remember, you know, when I first started coaching, (laughs) I think I maybe shared this story before, but when I first started coaching, someone would, you know, be in a process and I would have no idea where to go. And I would just say something like, oh, okay. And how do you feel about that? (laughs) And that, that was my process. That was exactly right. I needed the practice of sitting in the coach chair of being in the guide archetype before I felt really confident in that. I needed to get my hours in. I needed to just literally get some practice. And I remember, I remember who it was. I remember the session. I remember where I was sitting and everything. I had been, I can't remember how long I'd been coaching, but I'd been coaching for some time. And I remember the, the woman joined the Zoom. I was about to let her into the Zoom room. And I just felt this sense of ease and calm come over me, a sense of total groundedness. And I just, I noticed it and I was like, wow, like I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm confident in what I'm doing. I'm not scared anymore. Like I've got this woman. I've got her. I'm comfortable in this chair. And it was such a cool moment of feeling the energetic shift in my body of going, oh my gosh, I'm confident. I've got this. I totally know what to do. And it's amazing because even since then, that was years ago. And since then, my, oh my gosh, my, my confidence, my skill set, my, how I show up in my ownership and, and trusting my channel and trusting what I do. It's gone leaps and bounds since then. But I remember that first moment of really feeling confident. And that was after hours and hours and hours and sessions and sessions and sessions. So I think when it comes to confidence in the leadership role, the guidance role, It comes from being in integrity with yourself, leading yourself first, and then it's just good old practice, really good old practice. So that's what I would say about that. All right. This last question here is from Heather. Heather says, Stevie, do you have any advice on healing the gaslighting wound? I have a lot of gaslighting in my childhood and it has made me not trust myself. I find myself often questioning myself, which is so frustrating because I think I actually have quite a bit of insight and intuition any help. Ah, oh, thanks for this question, Heather. Thank you so much for this question. It's a beautiful question. Let's just, I, let, for the, for everyone listening, let me, let's just feel this for a second. If you have a lot of gaslighting in your past, meaning people have told you something is happening that's not, or you're seeing something happening and you're being told it's not happening, that's gaslighting. And if it, especially if it happens from a young age, it, it really makes us question ourselves and not trust our sight, not trust our intuition. So the first thing I want to point you to Heather is the third eye practice in the chakra section in the breath channel. If there is a lot of gaslighting in your past, it's, it's often, you know, there's a blocked third eye. 
because you've been told over and over again that what you're seeing isn't true or what you're feeling isn't true. And God damn it, it was. So I want to have you go toward that practice and really have that be something that you work with over and over again, because it'll really start helping you block or excuse me, unblock rather your third eye and will help help you start connecting with your intuition again. Now, the other thing that's going to be really key here is getting into spaces, into containers with people that you really trust. Now, here's why this is so important. I think that a large part of healing gaslighting is getting clear mirroring, is getting someone tell you, you were right. That was correct. What you're seeing is true. And having that reflected over and over and being held in someone's, again, we talked about this earlier, being held in someone, someone's loving witness is going to be, oh, it's going to be like so, so deeply healing for that part. When you start sharing in a a safe container, a coach, a therapist, a mentor, a healer in some way, when you start sharing and someone validates that was not okay, that was fucked up. That is not allowed, right? You are going to start, you're going to have a a deeper sense of havingness that, yeah, wait a second. No, that is not okay. You're right. Like you're going to, it's going to allow you to have that no. It's going to allow you to have clear sight on that. What was happening, what you were seeing was true. Whatever was happening was real. You were not crazy and it's going to actually help you trust yourself. So I would say get in to a container with someone that you really, really trust so that they can start clearly mirroring and reflecting what they see. So they're having their loving witness on you and that will kind of defog your own witness on yourself. So that's where I would say to start. If you're wanting a deeper dive in this topic, I know that there's a book called Healing from Toxic Relationships. It's by this woman who's a PhD, Stephanie Moulton, and I've actually heard really good things about that book. So I'm just going to put that out there. And uh, I'm sending you so much love, and I'm so sorry that that has been your experience, and I'm really championing you as you heal this. All right, everybody, that is all the questions I have for you today. If you want your question answered on the podcast, just click the link in the show notes and type your question in there. You can stay anonymous. You can give me your first name, whatever works for you. And I would be so happy to answer it and support you. I love you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Hey loves, if you are interested in embodied confidence, but you're not sure if it's for you, I want to invite you into my workshop, Embodied Evolution. It's $27. And if there's one thing I've mastered over the last few years, it's becoming her. And what I mean by that is connecting with and embodying my next evolution. So whether it's a manifestation I'm calling in, a desire I wish to experience, a way I want to show up. I have a go-to process in anchoring into that version of myself. I use this for program launches, money milestones, dynamics I wish to see in my relationship, creating new routines, ways I want to show up with the most confidence in my offerings, everything. I use it for everything. And this really isn't fake it till you make it. It's embody it till you become it. 
So Embodied Evolution is a 90-minute workshop. I'm going to teach you how to anchor into and connect with your next evolution. I'll teach you my exact process and how to connect with your most confident self, the questions to ask yourself, the mindset to adopt, the embodiment practices that will be your rocket fuel into creating the life that you want. So if this is something that seems interesting to you, I teach this whole process in embodied confidence. So essentially embodied evolution is a little taste of embodied confidence. It's $27. And what's cool about this workshop is that if it's a yes for you and you want to go deeper with embodied confidence, you can use that $27 toward your purchase of embodied confidence. We have the link below in the show notes and I hope you love it.